This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, January 12th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part three of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Uh, I mentioned that it's $550 billion, and of that, Um, we understand that around $65 billion is going straight into that power and grid sector. Um, And I can break these down um, a little bit later in our conversation, but for now, what's most important to remember is that this is new money for resiliency, reliability, to address the outages, um, the drought, resilience, all of these other issues that have been um, plaguing our nation with the intensity and severity of climate change. Awesome. Thank you for that, Mona. And and Pat, I guess I following that, I'll turn it over to you. Why why is this bill so important to our power grid? And what are some of the benefits of this upgraded grid? I think this bill's primary importance is the scope. There aren't very many people within the power industry that don't know what we have to do and actually how we have to do it. There have been presentations at our various PUCs for a number of years on what will happen as we get higher and higher percentage of renewables. We knew there was instability coming. What we didn't design for necessarily was the sudden change of these weather events. So that's really what's really important is that this is a, glo- this is a problem that stretches across the United States. So a small scope project couldn't handle it. You know, you can build a new power station in areas where you need power and dispatchable power, but then you have to deal with the environmental issues of that. And that's a fairly, uh, I won't say distracting, but it's a fairly significant uh, project. On the other hand, if we looked at the whole thing in totality, we can see how these things all influence and affect each other. In addition to the three things I named on the grid itself, and Mona brings up a very good point, is that it's connected to water, to sewer, to transportation. I mean, if you decide you're going to charge a million cars in the San Francisco Bay Area, the question comes in, where do you get the where do you get the power? And how do you get the power into the batteries that the cars need. This is a very large scope project. So what's really going to happen, and we see it happening already, is that we're going to be upgrading the intelligence of the grid. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Industrial Info is pleased to be presenting our popular in-person North American Industrial Outlook on Wednesday, January 18th at the Sugarland Marriott near Industrial Info's global headquarters. Among the topics to be discussed in this year's Outlook is the rise of environmental, social, and governance initiatives across most industrial sectors. Following the presentation is a complimentary networking event. We hope you can join us for this timely and informative event. To learn more and to RSVP, go to industrialinfo.com. 
Ongoing concerns about global economic conditions prompted the U.S. government to drastically cut its forecast for crude oil prices, something of an outlier against calls for $100 crude oil. The outlook from early 2022 onward was that the price of crude oil was entering a higher-for-longer scenario given the war premium emanating from the conflict in Ukraine. Markets, however, are fluid. No longer, for example, do rig counts influence the price of oil like they did in the 2010s. Data supplied from London oil broker PVM show Europe has managed to diversify its supply away from Russia by relying on Saudi Arabia, Norway, and even Guyana, one of the newest players in crude oil. Earlier this week, BP announced that it has commenced construction on an Ohio solar farm and inked a power purchase agreement with Facebook parent Meta Platforms Incorporated for all of the facility's output. Industrial Info is tracking more than $3.6 billion of active U.S. solar projects from BP, primarily through its subsidiary, LightSource, in which it holds a 50% stake. The Arch Photovoltaic Solar Farm is being constructed on 850 acres in Fulton County, Ohio, using Jinko bifacial solar modules. Upon completion, which is set for late 2023 or early 2024, the facility will have a nameplate generating capacity of 107 megawatts. In January, the Chilean Senate's Energy and Mining Committee approved a new mining royalty, which will change royalties based on the operational margin of the copper mines. According to the statement released by the government, the reform will impact companies that produce more than 50,000 metric tons of fine copper. It will include a fluctuating tax between 8% and 26%, depending on the operational margin of the company. And Kenya electricity generating company has announced plans to add 3,000 megawatts of renewable energy to the national power grid over the next 10 years. The strategy will be largely driven by deploying geothermal energy in the country's Rift Valley region, which has the potential of 10 gigawatts. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News. Thank you.